This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook, joined by... I would say some of the top advisors I know, Cole Peterson. Cole I Jasmine. hope so. You must not know that many advisors. <laughs> yeah. Poor you. Poor you. <laughs> Give them a compliment. They can't take it. I knew that was going to happen. But we are excited to be back. But before we get started, we have a big announcement. Congratulations, Caleb, yeah, our yeah. producer. Yep. Entering the dadhood. Applause. applause. Yes. The most Pretty exciting, rewarding, but hard job you will ever have in your life. I'm For very, sure. very quickly finding that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Parker. So Parker Fay yes. was born on April 20th. Last Thursday. And she weighed? Seven pounds, 11 and three quarters ounces. Oh, so, okay. Good yeah. size baby. Good yeah, size that's baby. Good size. Girl dad. Yeah. And yep. Lil, uh, congratulations cool. to Lily, too. Yes. Uh, as, yep. uh, his, uh, his wife. And and uh, she's everyone's doing well and yes. recovering at home. And Yes, baby and mom are both doing well. Dedicated uh, producer. Yeah, here. already Couple days at ago. work. Yep. So. Yeah, I was thinking the same no, thing. Okay, this is the only thing I'm doing for work today. As soon as we're done here, I'm going home. So See, you guys are <laughs> top tier. He Sometimes it's this. better just to do it yourself, right, than try to coach someone how yep. to do it. It's like, I'll Takes suck it less. up for an hour, hour yep. and a half. And well, we exactly. appreciate it. Yeah, Thank we you. appreciate you. No Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Your, your paternity leave was uh, a short stint. <laughs> Six days. <laughs> to be a dad. I'm just yeah. kidding. I know, people get offended by that joke. Okay, Cole Peak is like, he's so offended. How's your I'm Cubs sure. doing? How are your Cubs doing? My Cubs are okay. They're doing all right. They lost three out of four against LA this last uh, series, but uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm very encouraged by Optimistic. what I'm seeing. Yeah, Better than hit, last year. Yeah, well, they're hit, they're hitting the ball really well. Um, they they made some roster changes since last year, for sure. Sansby Swanson um, is, is hitting the crap out of the ball. Cody Bellinger is... Uh, so some guys they brought in are doing well. Uh, the pitching staff needs to come around a little bit. Kyle Hendricks has been hurt. They're, he's their ace, and he's been hurt. He hasn't played yet. But as our listeners know, okay, Cole could name the whole Cubs yeah. roster. Cole here, goes so. to the games. Yeah, so I've been to three games so far this year. Yep. And uh, yeah, looking to attend uh, at least seven more. Uh, if they're close in the in September, I may be there a lot. Oh so. boy, what's their record currently? <laughs> we'll they're you. currently twelve and nine, I believe. Twelve and nine. There's just so many games. Yeah, it's so baseball's long. nuts. And then yeah. I heard this. Is this true? Because we were talking about going. Did they do something to speed up the pitcher in games? Yes. Yeah, so the, there's a pitch clock this year. So when there's a runner on, not a runner on base, when there's nobody on base, you have to throw the pitch within 15 seconds of receiving the ball back from the catcher. It is speeding up the game like almost an hour. Yes, that's because awesome. that's Almost why I don't like going to hour. baseball games because I'm like, pitch the ball. Yeah, yep. the uh, the games are about on average about two hundred two hours and forty minutes, and last year there were three hours and thirty minutes. I wow, just heard that's this. amazing. Yeah. That's I amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew the pitch clock, but I didn't know it sped yeah. up that much. They, they did. They made the pitch clock, and then they also made the bases bigger. Uh, so that's brought up steals. You think how many close plays you see when someone's stealing second? It, it's a lot. And then uh, they also ma- limited the time they can throw over to first base. Uh, the pitcher can only throw oh, to really? first base twice. Love that. 
That's yep. another good rule. The That's good rule. They can yeah. only throw twice. So now if they've thrown twice, like the guy in first is like, all right, well, you can't throw over, so I'm going to steal. I'll be I'll be That's curious good... if that, like, you know, as they get a couple years into those rules, they can see, like, the viewership from maybe TV or in fan attendance. In the good teams, like, the Cubs have a really big following, so they don't have trouble with attendance. But they're – I saw the uh, the San Francisco – or. Uh, uh, Oakland, Oakland A's, yeah, their Triple A team averages more more attendance oh, really? than their the big league team. So the, they're moving. To, they're moving to Vegas. So the Everyone, Cubs, Cubs yeah. just went to L A and Oakland, and they swept Oakland in three. They're they're terrible. Oh. Oakland might be the best, worst team in the league, but um, yeah, it's it's quickening up games. And tell you what, I went with my you know two six year olds, a nine or eight year old, and a thirteen year old, and we were there the whole entire game. Um, and it only took two hours and 40 minutes. Like it's more enjoyable for yep. sure. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I didn't know that. I just heard that. So we have a pretty intense baseball league going on. Cole Jasky's involved. We're going to talk about today. Baseball league. Oh yeah. About? Our six year old uh, oh, Cole's yeah. coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah my, my coaching. Like, what <laughs> baseball <laughs> league are you playing? In? Yeah. Yeah. I almost forgot. I was the head coach for one day. They said our head coach was gone. So I was, I made my head coach deba- uh, debut here last, uh, last Sunday. So Alrighty. speaking of baseball coaching career, we are going to talk about Cole Jasky today because we love to hear a good entrepreneur story and Cole J we're excited to hear your story. Yeah. yeah. Got a lot of, uh, you know, I would say people I've been able to learn from, you know, and uh, I have a quite diverse background, I'd say, of experiences. So, so it's fun and I've, I've continued to evolve and, and I always like to, you know, try to relate it back to, to what I'm doing now and coaching people and helping, uh, you know, with their, their financial plans. I love that because most people know you as Cole Jasky, financial advisor. That's what we know you as. That's what the podcast probably knows you as. But tell people your first career go ahead, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for the listeners that don't know, so my first attempt at a career was to play professional football. So I, uh, you know, was a four year starter at college at a small division two school and, uh, you know, had some looks from, from NFL scouts and stuff telling me I should try. So it gave me the, you know, the wherewithal to say, okay, I better give this a shot. And I'm like, yeah. And then, uh, so I got done with school, moved to Minnesota. I had a trainer that I had, I had trained with prior when I was in college. He was my, my quarterback coach and still a good friend of mine. Um, ran a basically like a athletic performance gym up in Minneapolis area. So I moved up there. Uh, yeah. And I always tell the story is I, I went to school basically for free. I was on scholarship, but I borrowed money to basically try to play football. So I got, <laughs> so it was my first business, you know, business, business decision, decision, you yeah. know, and, and really I kind of look as ultimately, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it. I wouldn't be on the podcast probably, you know, if I, if I, if It'd I would cool if you did, yeah, if yeah, I, were but, but I, you know, I was in rookie camp uh, with the Carolina Panthers had tryouts, flew all over, trained for about six months back and forth. And then really I was, I was running out of money. So I was like, uh, I gotta, I gotta do something different, you know? So it was, you, that's, you were on a TV show too, called the rookie, right? And did you get called paid un, for that? Called undrafted. No, undrafted. I didn't. Un, unfortunately, Sorry. I'm not getting those residual checks like people, you know, uh, people get for that. But yeah, I was on a, uh, you want a cringe moment, YouTube undrafted, uh, Cole Jasky or something like that. It'll come up some of the, some of the We'll be looking that up yeah. in the office someday. Yeah. Do they still do the show? Is it, I, it's not. It's not Aaron. It was on NFL Network. I think they had like four or five seasons. Okay. Um, there was. Uh, I don't know if listeners that are Hawkeye fans remember Brandon Wagger, the running back from Sioux City. Mm. He was on the same season oh, okay. as I was, so we spent some time together. And he was out in Carolina when I was out there. Oh, nice. Let nice. alone are you trying to make it now? You have cameras following you around. Yeah. That'd be different. Yeah, it was tough because they followed me to like some different tryouts and combines and. You know, and how they they dramatize the series and stuff. And I had a couple moments where, you know, I just didn't perform uh, 
you know, I was pretty ashamed of my performance, I would say. I, can, I can't, I can't you imagine mean, you yeah. being hard on yourself. Yeah. No way. Ashamed. That's a strong word. Yeah. But it is a strong uh, thing to have on camera. Like I, I, pressure. Yeah. I don't like, well, and I don't, I don't even like to listen to the podcast cause I hear myself, but I, I, I want to critique myself, you know? So i watched, I watched it and it's a good uh, like learning moment that hopefully when my kids are like older, you know, I kind of talk, talk about the story and you know, tell them like it, it was tough and the failure and kind of where I, where I looked at it. And I just shifted my focus. It wasn't, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a, it was a failure, but it was just, you know, it was a learning experience. I was so. just going to say people who are successful fail, fail, fail. And they think it's failures, but it's really growing and failing forward is like one of my favorite quotes. Like just go for yep. it, fail forward. You're probably going to mess up, but other people aren't even trying. Yeah. And if you look back on it, you know, what if you were, you know, in the, uh, you know, not the NFL, but in the minor leagues and played professional football would for two years or three years, would you be where you're at now? So maybe Agreed. it was a blessing in disguise too. I always think of those things. Like, it happens for a reason. Yeah, right? a lot of things happen for a reason. But uh, but yeah, a lot of times you do have to fail over here to take a step forward over here. So change um, my focus. Yeah, definitely I'm, a different story than 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 most people can say that you went into a professional rookie camp. You know what? Whether it's uh, NBA, NFL, there's not a lot of people that can say that. So that's pretty cool. So you get cut. I don't know if that's the terminology. Yeah. You don't make well, you, it. You fail for it. How do you get, how do you pivot? How'd you get into the financial world? Before we go on that, I'm gonna, I just had a memory, like go a thought it. that came in. I remember this, and this is like a distinct, you know, those very like distinct moments in your life. I remember basically, you know, they sat us in a room, the guys that didn't make it got cut. And you're like, yeah, okay, here's your, you know, itinerary to fly home. And, and I get to the, the hotel or the uh, airport and there's like eight guys sitting at a bar, all with beers, you know, like tall beers. And we're all like, well, what the hell are we doing now? You know, everyone's going to their different spot. And I'll, I'll never forget that. Just like sitting there and like, well, did you shed a tear? Uh, no, I didn't. I, but, I mean, it was like, I was like kind of what was next. Cause that's part of the process too. And then I felt, I mean, you're kind of bouncing around. I had other stuff, tryouts and stuff, but I remember that I was some reason I like, sat there and I'm like, you know, I reflected for a second. I'm like, oh, this sucks. This feel, this feel, you feel like crap, but I'm like, I just, some reason that, that memory will stick with me forever. Yeah, because all you guys are in the same boat. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. like, okay, well, misery likes company. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, and you want it so bad. Okay, you you failed. Not really. You succeeded. You failed forward. So then you became into the investment side of the world. How'd you get in there? What got you started? Yeah, um, really late in my uh, college academic cycle, I was done with my core degree. So I started taking some finance classes. I had a professor I really liked. Seems like that's a you know, you always have that big impact person somewhere along the line. Yeah, you know, the sure. High school was my high school football coach, you know, somewhere along the line. And there was a professor I met and I was like, oh, and I liked, he had been in the finance world and then was out and, you know, teaching now. And, uh, I reached out to a couple of people in the advisor based business, um, that I knew kind of locally and had some connections with. And, you know, I started thinking, okay, football doesn't work. This is the route I'm probably going to go. You know, it was a great for athletes, you know, it's a competitive business and I'm talking about the financial advisor space. Um, or I was going to look at some type of sales, you know, sales type space, but I really was intrigued by finance. I was intrigued by numbers. I've always been a, a numbers guy. Uh, and we tend to see a lot of former athletes in yeah. our, in our business just because of that, yep. you know, cause it is competitive and you have to have drive to, to do it. It's not a, you know, it's not a, a job where you just go and, and show it's up. the same every day. Yeah. Yep. It's not a show up job. It you is definitely have to be driven to pivoting. be successful, successful in this business and have, sure. have some wherewithal forward, and, forward yeah. looking. Yep. You have to, yeah, there's a lot of different things that you have to, to do that. I think, uh, sports people that are in sports, it relates Shapes well you. to them. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell people all the time. I'm like, 
what, not that sports are all in be all, but it really shapes you for life. Like being a part of a team, being a leader, being dedicated, showing up, all that good stuff. Or you can be on, be a golfer and not have to be on a team. Like, <laughs> You're still on a team. There's team scores in college golf, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Got to perform for your team. Okay. So you ended up at principal first? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I spent some time uh, just really with connections. You know, again, my story is a story is of connections, being around good people. Um, had a tie to principal, spent about a year, year and a half there in their like new advisor program. Um, had some success, you know, was really learning. I had a lot of connections just from being a former athlete. So I was able, I was able to get my, you know, I was able to have a lot of high level conversations, probably not qualified for them. Um, at that you time, probably you acted know. though, like yeah, you really yeah. walk into a room yep. and be like, I'm here. And, and that helped me. I have a diverse, again, back to that diverse background of family of entrepreneurs, you know, around, you know, business owners from a young age. So I was able to talk probably more highly educated on business topics, finance topics, and someone maybe was at my age, just purely from my exposure. But yeah, spent a year and a half there um, and then then transitioned. I knew I was going to be in that business and and I was looking for a little more guidance. It was a little too open. You know, I kind of could go any which direction. So um, Edward Jones was, it was really known to have a, a great training program and kind of young advisor program. So I, I had joined a, an advisor who, who had kind of recruited me to Edward Jones. And then I spent uh, about seven years, seven years there. Now, did you move to Jefferson or did you, were you with the Jefferson, um, person, and I'm saying Jefferson, yeah. Iowa, yeah. uh, that, that advisor right away, is that who you're talking about yep. or, okay. Yep. I spent, uh, I had to go through, like they have a different training program. So I spent some time down in St. Louis back and forth for about six months off and on. So you'd be in the field and then go down be in the field, but I was licensed already, which most people come and they're not licensed. So it was a little bit different, but yeah, I spent, um, I was living up in Fort Dodge, driving back and forth to there. And then we eventually moved down to Jefferson. And then I opened up my own branch um, with Edward Jones uh, a couple years, a couple years later. And then you came back, came back to us, the well, greatest team on it. You know, he <laughs> says he likes to surround himself by good people. <laughs> so when I started talking to him, he was like, you know what? This guy, I might want to surround myself. Yeah, maybe him. tell the story how you got to CFG and Fort Dodge, how you came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did cover that on the first, if you ever wanted to listen to, we covered that on the first or, se- no, the second episode, I think. The yep. first episode is we introduced ourselves. We sound a lot better right now. I, I think so, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't the, know but, whether yeah, the first or second, so I won't hold you to that. But yeah, so. Let's cover that a little bit. So, um, you know, really the, for people that are in the industry understand the difference between an employee advisor, or independent advisor, I'm not going to go into that on the, on the show here, but. Um, I just wanted to, you know, I, am definitely entrepreneur at, at, that's what this, this episode's about. And I didn't feel as much like an entrepreneur at Edward Jones. I could service and help people, which is the number one thing I think for our businesses, we have to be willing to help people. But I, I thought from the business owner aspect, I didn't feel like a business owner. Yeah. You don't, you didn't own your book of business. You weren't in control. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, Bailey knows that yeah, I'm a, I'm a control freak. My wife knows that. So, but, but I want to, I want to, you know, and, and I want to have a choice of the environment that I'm, I'm in. And, uh, and I didn't feel like I was having some of those choices. It was more corporate-y, you know, a little bit bigger structure. So I want to have more flexibility and freedom for myself and my clientele base. So got to that point, transitioned back to Fort Dodge with CFG, you know, really from, from a, again, a relationship, a golf relationship. I was just going to say it know, started over so, a golf. Yeah, sports, didn't, you know, it? sports analogy. So I'm a little hurt by this. Why? Because I thought he joined CFG just to work with me and yeah. you. But. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, we, we started talking, uh, after a golf round when we were just, uh, you know, I think Eddie actually started the conversation with you. Yeah. You started asking him questions and then Eddie was like, was curious. You, you might want to talk to Cole. I think he's a little bit interested about what we do. So, uh, yeah, it started after a golf round, uh, kind of on our way back, we started talking on the phone and, um, then it evolved from there. It took a little while, um, you know, what, seven, eight months. You were having yep. a baby. But you know, talk about another time. risk, you know, yep. you talk yep. about the football risk and now you had to move for people to understand it. You ha- your book didn't move with you, yep. which means your clients don't automatically come with yep. you. I had to, had to work through and talk to clients. Always had a choice to, to decide whether or not. So, um, to, to come with me and, and thank God most, most of my clients did. Um, uh, but yeah, talk about, you know, the, I'm a question. I love, I'm curious. I'm naturally curious about other people's business. Um, like their businesses specifically anyone, anytime I sit with a business owner, I want to know kind of their, like what makes them tick and what makes their business tick. And that's what gets me into trouble at times. Right. Cause the curiosity of me, I'm like, Oh, can I do that? I can do that. I can repeat that. Or so that's where naturally that was kind of what I was doing with Eddie is I was just curious. I wanted to understand, Hey, there's a different model out there or different way to do things. I'm like, well, the, the learner in me is like, oh, maybe that's better suited for me. I need to look into it. I do that a lot. Now I've gotten, as I've matured, I've gotten to the point where I can't do everything and I need, a lo- I need to learn that, right? A pick and choose in our time. My time is very valuable to me. And that's where I find myself though. I'm like, be careful here because you're going to get going down a, down a, you know, a hole that you don't want to go down or takes your time away from, from priorities or family or whatever it might be. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026. Or visit our website, www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. All right, let's do some dollars and cents. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, so so the Federal Reserve has been hiking rates all year, right? What does that what does that impact on on our clients? And I'm gonna, I'll talk just specifically, uh, you know, what they're trying to do, right? What is the Fed trying to do by hiking uh, hiking rates or raising interest rates? And and the federal funds rate it's a short term, you know, interest rate basically used for for bank lending. The, it's what the banks are are borrowing against, basically. And really what they're trying to do is everyone's talking about inflation, right? How costs we see our grocery bills are up a hundred dollars year over year or whatever it might be. They're really trying to slow that down, right? We're trying to slow the amount of spending that's going on out there to, to reduce prices ultimately because there's less demand, hopefully, because money costs more. You're, and we're all seeing that. Anyone that's credit card debt, hopefully you don't. Hopefully our listeners don't. Don't you know? have it. But you're seeing it. It's their variable rate debts, and they have ratcheted up all year. So if you had a credit card balance, you were paying significantly higher year over year. And I think you're going to talk a little bit about you know some of the the cash based options and things of how how the impacts year over year the the Fed funds rates men. Yeah, yeah. So so just a little bit on that, and and uh, something that we talked about before the show is is your cash based investments. So 
last year at this time, and, and I just pulled one money market mutual fund that we, that we kind of keep an eye on. Uh, last year, on April 26th of 2022, the yield, which is what it was paying, was 0.22%. Making money. 0. 0.22. 0. 0. 0.22. That was one year ago. I crazy. It is currently 4.88%. Wow. 4.88% is the yield. So you can get paid on your cash now. So people that were sitting on cash in the bank, just like, oh, well, nothing pays anything. So I might as well just keep it in my checking savings, you know, maybe do a CD and get a quarter of a percent or like that. That's not the case anymore. And we had this conversation with a client just yesterday. It's like, okay, it is time to put that cash to work because you actually can get paid to do that. Before, yes, it made sense. Like if you wanted it liquid, just leave it liquid because you're not going to get paid anything on it anyway. But now it's like, okay, you can get 4.88% just in a money market fund. Why not put it in that? Because you can get it out one day anyway. So you might as well put it to work and, and get that get that extra yield interest, whatever you want to call it. It's that's, this is the example why, why the bank, you know, you hear, you heard this, we talked about the Silicon Valley bank thing and the money leaving the banks. This is a prime example. Now a lot of banks do offer money markets, but, but this, there's a lot of competition for the banks now because the banks are not paying that much. We have a lot of clients like, what are you getting paid in your savings? They're like, well, I got a quarter million dollars there. It's all FDA and C insured, but it's paying 0.2% or 0.1%. Well, they can go and get a, you know, Guaranteed interest on on something at over four percent. I mean, there's a reason some of the money's leaving some of the banks now. Some banks are getting more, a lot more they're, competitive. They're catching up. Banks yeah. are always but there's slow to catch savings up. Online, yes. There's online. There's so many online options. is a big competitor, competitor too. because now you don't need to go to a bank. You can sign up. Transfer like SoFi, your money. SoFi yeah. Bank, has a, ton bank of, yeah, yeah. has a ton of options. Yeah, they're at like four percent too. So. Also, if your money's just sitting and checking, not anything, just remember it's actually losing because these numbers are keep going up and your money can't keep up with the cost of inflation. I think people forget that. Like, oh, my money's safe, but you're losing money. Yep. Yeah, you, sh- you should still have an emergency fund bucket. You don't want to yes. put all your cash, obviously, to work. You want to keep that emergency fund bucket. But where you may have kept six to 12 months of uh, your, your salary or wages maybe go down to three and put the other three into something that you can actually have, you know, that's liquid that where you can get to it, you know, don't lock it up, but it's working for you. You don't need to keep uh, all that money in just your checking and savings where it's immediately available. So it's, it's, uh, it's the, the landscape has changed. That's for sure. Yeah. Check it out. Good tip. Call us if you have questions. All right. Cole Jasky. We know you as advisor, but people probably don't know this. You have some other endeavors you're in. Yeah. So I've got a couple other, um, you know, businesses. I would say businesses, things, things that pull my, you know, my time, I, I would describe myself, you know, first and foremost as a financial advisor, but I would say a serial entrepreneur, you know, I say I have quite a few things going on, but my core focus is always back to my financial advising. That's where I spend, you know, I would say 75 to 90% of my time, just depending some weeks, I have some things that'll pull me other directions, but most of my time is spent on my core client financial advisory business. But I, I'm definitely involved in real estate. I'm a real estate investor. I'm an advocate for my clients to own real estate. I don't want them. Obviously, it's a competition sometimes. But if it's the you know for for what we're doing, managing assets. But if it's the right thing for a client, I think it's a good opportunity. I'm a huge advocate for people to own real estate. Uh, and then I'm also involved. My my older brother and I have been business partners for for quite a few years now. And and he he had started a trucking business from basically from scratch by himself. Uh, and, and I've gotten a little more involved in that as it's grew, you know, grown, gotten a little more sophisticated. I play kind of a CFO role, I would say, for for him, a little bit of, you know, operational 
but I do a lot of the accounting based stuff. Make sure the financing's all in order. Make sure, we can yeah, pay make sure yeah, make sure everyone's getting paid. We're you know paying paying debt right. We're making you know sound financial decisions. But uh, I, I have a really good team. You know, or we I should say shouldn't say I, I have a really good team on the on the Jasky trucking side. So I don't have to get that involved. I'm just more of a decision maker, check writer on on a few things. But we just in control we a, from a distance. Yeah, we have a really good team that that operates that whole whole business, and that's taken you know my brother you know a handful of years to kind of get the right people in place. But yeah, I mean, it, and then back to the real estate side. Um, that's just something that over the years has kind of evolved. I, I was just gonna ask you one: How'd you get into real estate, and do you remember your first purchase? So first purchase, I did a flip house. Um, here in town? Yep, here in town. Uh, you know, I made like probably like 20, 25,000 after expenses. And I was like, ooh, I Is like this. this. Yeah, I like this. But it takes a lot of time. I don't I don't overly like flip houses anymore. You did all the work yourself too, I if did, I remember yeah, you telling I, me about this. Yep. Yeah. I have a construction. Yeah, that's my, my dad owns a construction business for 30 years. So I, I have a quite diverse you know, skill set. I would say I'm not really great at anything, but I can do You're a lot good of at things. Everything. Yeah, I can. I can do a lot of things. You know, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my first endeavor, and that was more of a income, you know, transactional thing. But I've really wanted to be kind of a. Um, I've always been a huge fan of farmland, and obviously really expensive, hard to buy farmland for me as an investor. Um, so I've just kind of shifted to more, you know, rental based properties, multi unit based stuff. Uh, uh, things that are similar to that, you know, a little more hands-on, but but a little easier barrier to get into. So I know that Cody will probably never, ever come on the podcast and tell the story, <laughs> but but he does have an interesting story yeah. of how he started Jasky Trucking. I think you know it better than I do, yeah. so I'm going to let you tell it, but um, he did not, uh, you know, grow up with with money, go to college mm -hmm. for, for entrepreneurship or anything like that. To go ahead. I mean, yeah, it's kind of similar to Todd Baker's story. Like, it's like kind of out of your, out of the backseat of your car. He's got a, you know, I'll, I'll give a plug to him as he's so great to people. And that's how we've got some really good people around us. And he's been that way. He's the one that gives money away when he doesn't have money to give. Like that's it. That's how he thinks like, and he also thinks money as like a, and I have to rein him in on this of like, <laughs> we can always make more, right? He's not like a person like, Oh, I'm worried about that. He's not fixated he doesn't on get it. Worried he about doesn't it, yeah. focus. He doesn't focus on it, which is very fascinating for me because I'm a very like black and white, bottom line type. But yeah, he uh, 2016, I think. You know, he he was pulling uh, driving truck for someone random. Was he's got a gift of gab for anyone that knows him? Was at a, some <laughs> customer and some this customer's like, hey, why don't you just buy two tankers and we do tanker business? Is what we do. And we'll just give you the freight directly. And he all of a sudden, boom, they had two tanks. He had a guy that he knew pulled the other one, just kind of started and, and went from there. Cody didn't, yeah, I'll be honest, he got his GED. Um, he'll say is good enough diploma. That's what he said. He says that self self proclaimed. If you that, know Cody, yeah, he, that's but he didn't even gra yeah. didn't graduate high school. Dropped out at sixteen. We're not gonna, promoting this, by no, the way, nope. Joseph. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, very unconventional, <laughs> very unconventional story right here. And yeah. then you know, uh, fast forward a decade later, ten years, you know, eight ten years later, and you know, we've got thirty five you know, trailers That's that cool people story. own. And we've got about, you know, between all of our entities, about 20 employees directly. And then another, you know, 15 to 20 general contractors that pull for us. So, you know, we're, he's got a pretty big reach of impact of lives that, you know, something he's we're doing. Yeah. is paying for families and things. And that's, that's a cool, it's a very big responsibility, I think, because there's nothing people, people that aren't, don't run a business. You don't know, what it's like until you're struggling to make payroll when you've got 40 people on your payroll. That's, that's when 
that's like a life lesson that that we're like scrambling for that week to to figure out where's payroll coming. But you from. can't duplicate that experience. No, and that's that it's, failing it's, forward yep. mindset. Those are those are things that like life lessons that I stumble into at time. I'm like, good God. What am I doing and here? Then and then you're with your brother, yeah, like a yep, family. Yep. And he's, yeah, I know. So, so, but we're, we're, and, a, he, and he's like, he's the one that probably like, Cole, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll make it. We'll make it. But I'm the high strung one of the yeah. group, as you well know, Cole. So, but I, but I was, was sitting with Cody on a golf cart the other day and I started talking to him about his story a little bit. And he's like, yeah, I just, I didn't really like school. So I, I just, you know, I wanted to work. So I just, I dropped out and started working. And that's what he did. That's what I want to do. I'm a worker, and he's like, I was making sixty grand when I was 17 years old. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I was like Screw holy college. crap! But like, what a cool story because I think this is such a reminder. You are in control of your life. Like, yeah. I feel like people sometimes life's happening to them instead of just taking it and being the writer of their own story. So you're an advisor. You got Jasky trucking. You're in real estate. You coach a little baseball. You got two kids. <laughs> Chelsea wants you home early. I'm just kidding. That's true. She's very supportive, and that's awesome. But. So how you you keep coming back to this? I'm surrounded by good people. I've, I'm yep. impacting people. How do you think, as an entrepreneur, you get yourself in those situations where you're around good people? Because that's not always a story. One, I I think you you got to look at your core values first of like being a good person. That's always like number one, right? Being pop, being positive, and those are things because you're you're. I think if you're a good person and you're positive, you have those two things. You're naturally going to influence. Love being yeah, that. you're going to influence some people. And I, you know, I said jokingly, misery, misery likes company, right? But my other saying that I always say is enthusiasm's contagious. And I think those are two. You know, you can be on either end of the spectrum there, and uh, you know, and it's hard time, right? When when stuff's go, not going right or whatever it might be, and you know, to be positive. But it's that's where if you are attracting those positive people when you're in a dark time, you've got some people to lean on. And that's been a huge thing for me is, is navigating to those people and then referring back when I am having a tough time. And that's the toughest thing for me is like asking for help. Yeah. I love, I love to hear people's story and ask questions. I'm not the first one to ask for help. I do want to learn though. That's where I always come from a, not from a, you know, a helping standpoint, but like I need to learn about this. So I need to seek out who is that individual that's good in this area you know, or, or, Hey, this person knows how to save money and, and do this. I need to, I need, you know, if that's your goal, I need to find someone who's good at saving money. Right. Yeah. Or I want to know someone who's a good leader in business, you know, go and yeah. a- approach someone who's a good leader in business, whatever it might Le- be. Or, learn from success or a good dad, someone who's a really good father, go seek out like, yeah. you know, why people, are you a good dad? People want to tell their story too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I found that out, uh, you know, through the years and, and I've reached out to people like you have and, and people want to tell their story. Uh, if you're, if you're asking for the right reasons, um, and, and if you ask them their story and you'll learn a lot from them. Um, and then we've learned a lot from you today. I was just so. going to say, you've been a, I mean, in cold P started this team like, yeah. and like, well, that's the thing about being around positive driven people. And like, you're growing our team and the knowledge you bring and the experience and the drive. It's good for everyone when you're surrounded by positivity, energy, people that want to win. It's it's super contagious. So I'm going to ask you this. I didn't prep you for this. Oh, oh boy. So oh, nervous. Boy. Okay. What if you say as an entrepreneur, what's your mission statement? What's what, what's your goal of being an entrepreneur? What do you want to do in this world? Yeah, I, you know, I don't have an exact answer here for you, but I always think of like monetarily, like where would that ever get me? Like, I don't have a number that I'm like, I, I track my, this is one thing that I do. I read a book about tracking your net worth of visualizing it. I don't track it to, to get to a certain number. I track it because I want to see what, I, what I'm doing, where I should be spending my time. Okay, that's making me go up or down. I'm just letting a, a stat kind of tell me. And then I'm like emotionally, is it yes, good or no, or good or bad? 
I want to make more money purely to be able to help more people. That's kind of what I've looked at is like, I want to be able to gift more. I want to have more freedom time with my family. And that's really kind of what I, everything I do. And then ultimately, you know, it comes back to impact and hopefully I can have that leadership of the employees or the people that I'm working with. That's, you know, it's kind of molding onto them or that energy is pushing onto them to where, you know, one, we're raising better kids, we're raising better community, you know, having better communities. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. And I, I don't, that's the thing. I don't have a number, just like we asked someone, who, what do you want to, how much mm-hmm. you need to retire? It's not always, you know, it's, it's not about always how about it feels. A, yeah. it's, it's not about the exactly. number. It's about what can you do yep. when you have that freedom yep. and then the impact you're making on people that see you living like that. Oh, he gets to give, yep. he gets to do that. That's very impactful. So that's awesome. Yeah. Influencer. You want to, I mean, yeah. you want to, you want to influence people, but you, you also want to grow uh, your businesses and, and influence people that you care about too, obviously family, friends, Coworkers. Uh, charities. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's well, great. We're excited. It's been a year and some change and yeah. we're excited to see where this goes. Yeah. I saw the other day that we were, we were on episode like 27 or 28. Isn't that crazy? I, I yeah. was like, wow, we've taped that many episodes. Cool. Holy cow. We spend yeah. way too much time together. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. From Cole Jasky's favorite athlete. Once you know what failure feels like determination chases success. Kobe Bryant. Boom. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. For... Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary, therefore... The information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.